Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's Paul Hamilton. Oh, Cervatic and Hamilton go to each other and the whiskey. Why they do it? We have the fight. With Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. Nachek was just totaled by an Iowa State player against the was, board. I think it was by Hamilton. On WGR. Really a pretty unnecessary hit by Hamilton. Hamilton is still awfully mad. He's being held back. Number 17, Paul Two minutes for charging, five minutes for fighting, and the Wisconsin. Sports Radio 550. The woman on that broadcast just sounds disgusted by Paul, doesn't she? I think it was Hamilton. That goon. She's tired of him. Tired She's of him. Had Seen it. too had much. Had it with your act, Hamilton. From 40 years Goalie ago. Goalie should be fair game. <laughs> oh, fighting words, Paul. <laughs> Let's go. You and me. How are you, buddy? Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline, by the way, folks. Welcome back. I'm Bulldog. Mike's had the day off today. Zach Jones along for the ride, as always. How goes it, Ham? I'm well. How are you doing? Fantastic. It's, it's Friday at 6 o'clock, and I'm talking to you. It's, it couldn't be better. <laughs> My work week's just about done. Big weekend plans, so uh, feeling good. Big weekend plans. Yeah. We got plans tonight. I got plans Sunday. Uh, Saturday's wide open. I, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a great time to be alive, Paul. You're not going to join me for these games? Uh, what what games? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, Saturday night I'll be settled up to watch Sabers in Vegas for sure. And by Sunday night, right? The Sunday game is is it an afternoon game or is it an evening? Game? No, they're both. They, okay, I was a little surprised. They're both night games. Then I'll be Winnipeg I'll be and... yeah. By the time I'm clear my uh, brunch plans on I'm going for brunch on Sunday, Paul. Uh, by the time I'm clear of that, I'll be all set for the Sabers and the Jets. So that'll work out just fine for me. Can you believe I've never been to brunch? I don't know, put this on the list with I've never watched Seinfeld from you. <laughs> You've never been to brunch? I have never been to brunch. I, it's looks it looks good. It's great. But but I've never like just gone. Let me slow down on great. I don't know about great it, it, but it's it's good. It's, it's at least good. It's solid. It's solid. Yeah. So there's a lot of a lot of talk about it. The substance is not the hype, but I mean it's I've not gone bad. out for breakfast, but I've never gone for brunch. Yeah. Well, you should try it, Paul. I, I can't invite you to this thing. It's it's with people who don't like you, and uh, it wouldn't be uncomfortable <laughs> for everyone. No. So, uh, all right, let's quit goofing around here. Uh, 
Sure, he said. Uh, last night, takeaways from last night, um, tough to give up a point. I mean, I don't know if you want to go through the charade of paying attention to the standings, um, but uh, still, ni- nice win. I mean, they, they, dug, they dug deep, I think, last night. Yeah, they did, and and that's the thing, and and it's it's a shame that the that uh, they didn't get it. Regulation kind of takes away from it because it's not very likely they're going to catch either Detroit or Tampa or anybody else to get into the playoffs. They might catch some of the teams on the way there, mm-hmm. but as far as the playoff teams, it's very unlikely. But it's still there, and but to do it, you can't be giving up a point when you get two. You I mean you've got to be greedy. And get two, and it was it was I thought it was a gritty effort by them to because they they certainly didn't have their game. Neither neither team had their game for forty minutes. It looked like both of them had a hand grenade on their sticks. Yeah, I mean they couldn't pass, they couldn't shoot. I mean it it was just like the shots were. I think in the teens for both teams at the time. Uh, I think yeah they had uh, um, Tampa had eight shots in in both periods. They had sixteen. The Sabres at twelve. Yeah, I mean it was just uh, one of those things where both teams seemed to really be out of sync, and uh, third period got better, you know, as far as at least being a, a decent hockey game. But uh, you know, to to be able to get through that, they had to get through the first what was it seven or eight minutes until Tuck scored because Tampa was all over them. Mm-hmm. That was probably Tampa's best game, best part of the game was right off the bat. They were, they were in the offensive zone. The Sabres were, like, spinning. They couldn't get out. They couldn't, you know, and luckily their goaltender hung in there with them. They only gave up the one goal. And uh, after they gave up the one goal, Tuck scored about two and a half minutes later, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, tied it up. And from that point forward, I thought the Sabres were better. It was 247 later that Tuck scored, and I thought they were better after that so you know yeah i would call that a gritty win and you know with four minutes left in the game they're still down a goal and they entered the period you know you know how it goes usually if you enter the third period leading almost any team in the league normally wins that's just the way hockey goes so you, you know champa went into the third period leading and we're still leading until uh headman took that penalty and that power play was just as bad as bad could be. <laughs> I know. I know. It, it wasn't like, oh, they made a few mistakes. It was horrendous. Yeah. And even the goal was just like a sort of, it was kind of, I don't know, a nothing play. I mean, it was a good shot by Thompson, but it, it wasn't like they established the zone and were moving it around. It was just like he just walked in like, oh, I'm going to shoot it. Bang, goal. Okay, power play goal. Yay, us. One player established <laughs> the things, right. and that was Tage Thompson. Right. He took the puck at center ice, and it's almost like, okay, I got, I, I, get out of the way. I got this. And he just turned on the speed came in over the line, took one step uh, past the top of the circle and ripped it. Next thing you know, it's in the net. <laughs> I mean, that's as simple as you can be. And, you know, it's about time he got a little bit of luck, too, I mean, mm-hmm. because he's been playing so well and, and really, you know, generating phenomenal chances. And, you know, just I didn't think he had any luck. Nothing, nothing. You would, you would have thought at some point something would go through a goaltender or – you know, something would happen for him, and it didn't. And then finally, you know, that one was—it was a great shot, but you know, that I think had a little bit of luck in, involved in it. And and you know, they they tie the hockey game, and who was it again in overtime? Tage Thompson takes off, 
blasts around. Uh, Kucherov has to hook him, and he still got the shot off. I mean, he still forced Vasilevsky into a save. Yep. And, uh, you know, they, they win it on the power play. And it was, again, Tage Thompson playing the way he's been playing for a while now that got them there. So that, that was a nice win. Yeah, the, the, the play in overtime was tremendous. Um, the, the Thompson, you know, that drew the penalty. How about the play? I, I was so glad. You know, I don't know if you noticed this. I was watching with my now uh, former goalie son, uh, which is why you and I are going to come to blows at some point with the goalie should be fair game thing. But, he, you know, now he's the giant coach son. Uh, Owen, we're watching the game. He noticed the, the, the late penalty kill the Sabres had. There was a, I think, did, did Tampa call timeout before that power play? There, there was a break yeah. there. And there he could see. He, he, it was actually the camera shot initially was too tight. Um, the the assistant coach, not Matt Ellis, the, uh, the the guy who handles the penalty kill, and his name is escaping me. I don't know. Marty. If, yeah, right. Owen could see him drawing, but you couldn't see it what he was drawing. And eventually, they they there was a quick shot of it during during the the broadcast. You could see what he was showing the players on the bench about the penalty kill, and they bottled Tampa up in the neutral zone and Owen was convinced that was what he was drawing on the board, like a way to stop their to mess with their entries. So as much heat as this coaching staff has taken at times, I think both ends of special teams came through late in that third period, like with design from the bench, like how to, how to mess with them on their entry. And then the power play winning play there by Darlene and Middlestat was drawn up by Matt Ellis and you know, good job. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. I mean, Darlene said on the postgame show, I, he goes, I can't take any credit for that. He goes, that's the way it was drawn up. That was that Matt Ellis's play. And, you know, that was the way it was drawn up, and they ex- executed it well. It still has to be executed. And Middlestat did that, you know, getting the puck into the middle and, and, and uh, you know, getting, getting, you know, getting it to uh, uh, Darlene over mm-hmm. at the side of the net for a tap-in. But, yeah, and, you know, since January 1st, and this is the shame of the whole thing. This is a team that's 15th in the league at a 591 points percentage at 13-9 and since January 1st. They're better than the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some other teams uh, that, that might be there that might surprise people. I mean, uh, they're, they're right under Tampa, Tampa 604. So, so here you are playing at a 591 pace, which I would say almost definitely mm-hmm. would get you in. And, you know, you've got a 2.18 goals against average and a 2.82 goals for average, which is better than most of their season. Uh, their penalty kill is near the top. So that's what I think is annoying. We're talking about 22 games here. We're not just talking about a five-game streak. Mm-hmm. And that's over a quarter of your season. But the problem is, is you played so bad before that. You were one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League. And here you are. So how do you evaluate this at the end when Mm -hmm. you're evaluating coaching staff? Because you brought up the coaching staff. That's what made me think of this. When we're we're talking coaching staff and changes that can be made and who's going and who's staying. And, I mean – how do you evaluate thinking, well, here's 22 games where they've beaten some pretty good teams, and they're almost at 600 at a, at a, at a points percentage in 22 games. Playing well on the road, imagine where they might be had they played well at home too. 
Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think that's another frustration there for, for Sabre fans. I'm just looking now, the home record. There's, I mean, a couple of teams out west that are obviously brutal. Anaheim and San Jose have eight and nine home wins, respectively. There's a couple of 11s, but the Sabres, 12 home wins. Excuse me. Yeah, thir- no, it's 13. Um, you know, rates, rates very poorly. Uh, the standings, Paul, it is interesting. Um, the, the teams between the Sabres and the Lightning, who are holding down the second wild card right now, the Sabres are not that far behind any of it anymore. New Jersey is at 64. So are the Islanders. The Capitals are at 63. The Penguins are at 62. You're right there. I mean, the Sabres have played more games than all of those teams, but only by one or two. So it's like they could pass some of these teams if they were to keep up this 591 clip you're talking about or even you know tick it up a little bit. But the 10 points is just <laughs> maybe going to yeah. be too much. And they have some games against some of those teams too. Washington, they haven't yep. played that that much, and you know, and, and you're right, they could do that in a hurry. It's only they're only four points out of ninth, right? Which is the which is the place before uh, you you get into the playoffs. But the problem is you're ten points out of eighth, and you're twelve points out of seventh, which are the two wild card positions. So getting yourself up to ninth, like they did last year. Remember when I said, mm-hmm. just like this year, they had to leapfrog six teams. And officially they didn't leapfrog five because they were tied with the Penguins. The Penguins had the tiebreaker. But if you want to say they did, that's fine. Right. I mean, it was it, close enough. You, yeah, you could say they leapfrogged five teams, but they couldn't get to the sixth. And that's the problem with having to leapfrog. And here is the same thing. And... Uh, you got another game with Tampa coming up. You've got two games in hand on them, but you gave them a point. So you're 10 points behind instead of nine. Well, what if you win the two games in hand? There's four points for you. Now you're at 64 and they're at 69. What if you beat them? Now you're at 66 and they're at 69. You know, it, then all of a sudden maybe it's not so daunting, you know, if, 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 you, if you are able to do that. But that one point – Probably won't come into play, but it could. Paul, we got to go here real quick. Do you have any idea about Eichel for tomorrow? I've not seen anything today on that. Uh, from what I – reporters, there were a couple of reporters that their practice – Sabres did not have practice today. He was on the ice, and their coach was quoted as saying it's pretty much up to him and the doctors. Okay. Uh, he, he said he's not expecting him to play, but he has not been ruled out. Okay. And he said as soon as Eichel tells him he can play, he's in. All right. He goes, it's simple. He goes, it's simple as that. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that for tomorrow. Thanks for this, Paul. We'll catch up next week. Okay. That's our Paul Hamilton on the Wester Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by Equitable Advisors, thinking about today and planning for tomorrow, and by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Back to football. Our buddy Sal Capaccio was in Indianapolis most of the week at the NFL Scouting Combine. In a review of his uh, observations from that. Some golf talk squeezed in here, too. Uh, That's straight ahead here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.